is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Five Star Friday. It's the matchup show, GB. Not just any matchup show. We got the opening round of the playoffs. Looking forward, looking forward. We got some excellent first round matchups. We're going to look down the road a little bit, get into Greg Biggins' little crystal ball picks, find out who's going to be facing who in the championship. GB, as always, my main man and my co-host on the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Keith. Without further ado, enough with the pleasantries. Let's just jump right in. Are you ready for this? I am ready. But before we jump in, GB, you know on Friday we always have to pay bills we got to remind everybody that on this show we have a sleeper of the week hey we want to remind everybody tune in every wednesday for our sleeper of the week segment really want to thank our guy larry miller he's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight larry is all about family and community and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country each week young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show so thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, and we're back. Greg Biggins, we're starting off at Division 4, GB. Did you not say off the air you wanted to spend extensive time covering Division 11? Did you not say that? Was that not out of Keith, Coach Keith's mouth himself? Listen, I'm not messing with your Seahawks, okay? I'm not messing with your Seahawks. If they take the Division 11 title, God bless them. Let's get them some cotton candy and let's send them on their way. How about this, Keith? If they make it to the final, I need to see you wearing cardinal and gold. That's their colors. I need to see you potentially. And if they win this thing, you are going to come to Oceanview and make an appearance if they on win, that campus. If they win that thing, I will come to Oceanview and I will make an appearance on that campus. Ain't no Beautiful question. Beautiful Huntington Beach. Ain't no question. Huntington Beach. Gonna, it is going to happen. You, they better get it ready. They better get it right. All right. Speaking it into existence right now, the Ocean New Seahawks, the 2018, 19, whatever the year is when the game is played. Yes. Division. Hey, enough jokery. So D4, Keith. Let's start off with D4. Apologies to all the divisions. It's a half hour show. We don't have time to go through, you know, one through 13. So let's start off with, with D4. Are you there? Oh, we, D4, Keith? Absolutely. I'm there, GB. Are you kidding me? So let's let's do it. CDM, Colonel Omar got the one seed. That's a really good team. A lot of explosive offensive firepower led by a couple of talented juniors, Ethan Garbers, who just blowed off this year, as well as John Humphreys. Uh, they got the one seed. And then Villa Park, also an Orange County squad, uh, led by Paul Paferi, Zion Alafazio, 
Uh, really good-looking team there. Villa Park is always good, always tough. This is probably their best team, though, in a few years. They are the two-seed on opposite ends of the bracket. But any first-round games, Keith, that you that you jump out for you and, and while you're doing that, why don't you go ahead and, and go all the way to the final? Do you already kind of have an idea of, of maybe two to four teams that you like getting to the semis and the finals? I really like CDM. Garbers, he's playing great ball. Uh, they've been very, very productive and noteworthy all year long. But that Villa Park team is very intriguing, Greg. Perfieri, the quarterback. They've got some athletes. Alafazio's a two-way guy. He can go. Former modern-day safety. Uh, I think those two teams are the class of the division. I'm picking them to kind of meet down the road in the championship. Anybody else kind of tickles your fancy GB what do you got yeah I, I got a couple teams I think we, we, we could put them I don't want to again I don't want to say upset alert because they're probably too good but let's remember so Camarillo was the top seed until they got spanked by Grace Brethren so they got dropped down a little bit they are playing Rio Mesa uh, if they get past them they'll play the winner of Oak Hills and Chaparral Oak Hills has five guys at all over 300 pounds led by Jason Rodriguez at the huge offensive line for Oak Hills so they're going to run the football but I could see Camarillo winning a couple games and then meeting up with CDM in one semifinal. And then on the other side, I just mentioned Grace Brethren, dangerous team. They run the football very effectively. They have an identity. They have a 225-pound running back, Lontrell Diggs. They are battle-tested. They won their division last year. I forgot which one it was, but they got bumped up. But uh, they have players. They have legit players. They have two guys committed to USC. Stanley Tafu is the big-name guy going to USC defensive end. They opened up with St. Bonaventure. Hmm. If they get past State Bonaventure, Adventure, which I think they will, they'll take on a Paramount team with maybe um, more athletes than just about anybody. And obviously, I'm a homework for my guy, Michael Fletcher, who's the coach over there at Paramount. But I could see Grace Brethren meeting up with Villa Park in the semis. And gosh, depending on the weather, Keith, weather actually does play a role. If it's a rainy, wet field, and you have Villa Park, who's a predominantly throwing team against Grace, brother wants to run the ball, I could see Grace giving Villa Park some trouble. So watch out for Grace on the bottom side, and I would say watch out for Camarillo on the top side as probably the toughest competition for CDM and Villa Park. What about Oak Hills, GB? That big offensive line led by Jason Rodriguez, they can pound the football a little bit. Huge. Yeah, huge offensive line. They can pound it. They're physical. They kind of got a three yards and a cloud of dust offense, but they can move people off the football. That's very dangerous. When the temperature drops, the the, the air is moist, rain starts to drop. You got to be able to run the football in November, December, Greg. Look out for Oaks Hills, my surprise team in that Division 4. Watch out for those kids up in the high desert. No, and I also, to, to piggyback on your point, I also think when it comes to playoffs, I think kids tighten up a little bit, right? Oh, sure. I think, you know, so if you're a throwing team, it, you're just, it's not as free and easy to sit back. It's not seven on seven. It's just, you guys are just, you, you tighten up. Even at the NFL level, you know, we saw it with Jared Goff last year in the NFL playoffs. Sure. High school kids especially. So you don't expect to be as efficient throwing the ball in the playoffs as you are in the regular season. So that's where a team like Oak Hills, and I think my Grace Brethren can really do some damage because they have sure. an identity of being just a smash-mouth running football team. So Absolutely. I like Oak Hills as a sleeper as well. Um, in the final, do you want to go ahead and make a pick between CDM and Villa Park? Oh, you're just going to take it all the way there. CDM, I Villa we, Park. I, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with an upset pick here. Okay. 
I love I love Villa Park. Talked about that earlier. Love CDM. But I'm going to go with a sleeper here. I'm going to go with Grace Brethren in the finals versus Oaks Hills. And I'm taking Grace Brethren for the championship. Okay. That's my call. So I thought I thought you were saying originally that you like I, I like them. Yes, we absolutely. Kind of changed up as we as we spoke. No, no, no. I like them. You know, they're a good football team, but I, I think Division Four is going to be very finicky. I don't think your favorites are going to come out on top. I think the guys who are kind of, you know, the the third number one seed or the top number two seed. I think those guys are going to emerge. Um, especially with Grace running the football with Diggs, Oaks Hills with that physical offensive line. I just think they're built for the playoffs, Greg, and matchups, um, they come into play here. I can definitely see Grace. I I do like CDM on the top half of that bracket. I could see CDM playing, can definitely see CDM playing Grace Brethren. Yeah. But but Villa Park's good, man. They're they're battle-tested. They played some really good non-league games against Servite, against Mission Viejo, and they, they hung with them. With beat Servite, hung in there with Mission Viejo, so um, that'll be a tough one for me. But um, I, I do see CDM on the top half of that bracket coming out okay. of that side. Uh, let's go to D three key. So Cajon sure. is the top seed, looking really really strong right now. Citrus Hill is the number two seed. Um, Sierra Canyon, another really strong team, is on the bottom half of that bracket. I think they are probably. Uh, the team that could upset Citrus Hill and get all the way to the final. From, from stretching it out, they play Roosevelt. And also on that bottom half, you see Hart and Moore Park. Moore Park has a star player in Drake London. Uh, La Mirada Downey and then Citrus Hill and Damien in the bottom half. In the top half, I think Cajon, Paloma Valley is the first round. Also see Paraclete, Charter Oak, Santiago, Murrieta Macy, Lompoc, and Capo Valley. I don't see anyone slowing down Cajon on the top half of that bracket. No. Um, I think Lompoc has the best shot. They've been a really good football program for a really long time. Uh, they're going to come in with a disciplined team uh, who's going to be physical. But this Cajon team probably belongs in Division Two, And uh, I think, to me, it's it's a little bit of a cakewalk for them. Sierra Canyon's a good football team, but I'm not sure they can match up with Cajon uh, for four quarters. Peary's a really good quarterback. Harvey's an athlete. I know you say Jones is out, but they got Hernandez playing the back end. They got Big Hernandez playing the backer. They've got good football players. I think Sierra Canyon and Cajon Cajon meet in the championship, but Cajon is just a loaded squad. They got great athletes, Uh, and they have a senior quarterback who really takes care of the ball. He's dynamic with the peel. He can run it and throw it 80 either way. He's an all-American type. He can go, and then, you know, who's going to match up with Darren Jones? I mean, the kid is virtually unguardable at the high school level. Jonathan Perkins is a menace to football society at that linebacker position, blitzing up the middle, coming off the edge, just wreaking havoc in the opposing team's backfield. Jonathan Perkins is a great football player, the Oklahoma commit. I just, Cajon, they're a tough matchup for anybody in Southern California, let alone um, in this Division Three, So I'm taking Cajon big, GB. You got Cajon. You, who was the team you said they got? You got I think Sierra Canyon. Uh, I got Sierra Canyon. Canyon. Yep. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty uh, – that'll be the consensus. Yeah. I think I see that as the final as well. Sierra Canyon's good. Again, battle-tested. Great. Not only schedule. Played 
and, and, and could have beaten several teams. Lots of heartbreaker to Westlake. Played Calabasas. A really good team. Uh, Roosevelt won't be a, a super easy first round game. They got some dudes about Roosevelt, although they just lost by ninety to Centennial. I'm only loosely exaggerating, but uh, interesting that Citrus Hill got the number two seed. I don't know if you got to see uh, Pete Duffy's post game interview after they lost the Heritage or beat Heritage over the weekend. I got Duffy from Boston, so he's got he doesn't he's got that I don't care attitude, right? Yeah. Um, so he said, "Hey, Citrus Hill, how about you play us now?" Because he, I guess the rumor was people were saying, oh, Rancho Verde, they don't play anybody. He's like, I tried to schedule Citrus Hill. They won't schedule us. So he actually shut it out on his little post-game Fox interview. My guy Duff, just talking, talking the smack just because he can. Bringing the smack, Duff. I hear you. Bringing it. Let's go to D2, Keith. Yep, let's do it. Maybe top to bottom, the, the, the most competitive division. There isn't a single ugly first-round game that I see Rancho Verde. Speaking of Duffy, nice little segue. They open up with Tesoro. In the first round, um, on the bottom half of that bracket, the number two seed was Calabasas, uh, who probably has the most offensive firepower. And then the three seed, Norco, is a really, really good team as well. A couple of good, young running backs. Jay not kind of a freshman sensation. has really come on. And uh, obviously, you got Shane Ellenworth and uh, Jay Neverett, Cesar Gonzalez. they got a really fine, fine football team at Norco. So I, I definitely like Norco and Calabasas, but again, I think Upland is the wild card. Talk about the, look at the bottom half. Upland's a wild card, Keith, because with Justin Flo out, and I heard the injury was, was kind of around his neck area, yeah. which you never want to mess around when it comes to your neck or your head sure. or just your whole entire vertebrae section there. No question. So Upland is playing a team that we both know really well, Heritage. Yeah. Upland is the favorite. It's at Upland, but if Flo can't play... I would not be surprised at all if Heritage is basically looks at the, the game plan that Rancho just did and just runs the ball. That's what they do anyway. And they actually run the ball probably better than Rancho. Rancho went for over 200 yards. Heritage could easily do that. If they can do that and then obviously contain the, the Davis boys, again, not related, Taj and Cameron, I could see Heritage pulling off a, a huge upset over Upland. And Upland just a couple weeks ago was, you know, a top three seed and they could go out in the first round, Keith. They definitely could go out in the first round. I mean, you know what? This Division Two is absolutely loaded. If you look at that La Habra-Notre Dame game, that is a two evenly matched teams, if you ask me. I really like Rancho Verde-Tesoro. Tesoro is not a team to be slapped on. They have some big physicality up front. They got a quarterback that can distribute the football. They got a defense that runs and hits. I really like what they can do. Uh, look at Los Alamitos, Westload. People are sleeping on Los Alamitos. They've had a really good year. They've got a couple athletes. Their coach has done a really nice job taking over the helm. Uh, this is his second year, you know, at the helm at, at Los Alamitos, replacing a legend, John Barnes. But that Westlake team, as they proved last week against uh, Oaks Christian, they're a very good football team. Uh, they've got really good players. Cam Fabiculon is one of the top guys on the West Coast in terms of a safety. Really love him. Uh, Norco Redlands East. Redlands East is no pushover. Norco's got players. Shane Illingsworth is big time. The freshman running back can go. San Juan Hills Edison, that's an interesting game. You got Big Sean Ryan going against Matt, you know, Luke Hogarth, the outstanding linebacker from Edison. That'll be an excellent matchup in the trenches. How about St. Francis Calabasas? Hey, listen, Calabasas, you better not sleep on Darius Parenthes of St. Francis. The kid is an absolute high school star. He may not have all the recruiting rankings. He may not be a guy with a ton of offers, but I'll tell you what he can do. 
He can get on the move. He can throw the pill. He can move it with his legs. He can lead a team. The kid has a five-star heart. I remember him in the championship game last year versus Rancho Verde. He was absolutely phenomenal. Darius Parentes looking to pull off an upset against a Calabasas team. If they're not careful, they could get popped here. They better be on their P's and Q's because this kid is a one. He can be a one-man show at times, Greg. And I know you remember that. This Division Two is loaded. If I got to pick a Division Two winner, I mean, man, if, if somebody put a gun to my head and say, "Hey, Division Two, you got to pick a winner right now," I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say, I don't know what I'm gonna say, Greg. <laughs> you know, look at this bracket, Keith. I, I think Lowe's Fowl got a terrible draw. Oh. We saw. I mean, we know how good Oaks Christian is. Oaks Christian is a is a four seed in Division One, and Westlake was tied with them yeah. with a couple minutes to go without their starting quarterback who is back now and without their starting tight end defensive end um, who's going to Oregon yeah. um, Seth Figgins who missed the whole year right, right. and he's back Marco Satterman is back so you, you add their quarterback and their star tight end defensive end to Cam and Gabe and all of a sudden dude Westlake I mean Los Alves is the four seed um, beat Long Beach Poly, yeah. wins the Sunset League, beat Edison, and their prize is a Westlake team that is now healthy. Uh, I like LoSal a lot. I echo what you said about them, but I would not be shocked if they get bumped in the first round by by Westlake. Oh, that that's a totally tough matchup. But there's nothing easy in this first round Division Two. It's a great group. Um, I'm 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 not a Rancho Verde guy. Just don't see them getting it done. Um, you know, I think, I, about the third, I think about the third or fourth best team, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's my point. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna take Heritage here, Greg, and a shocker. Heritage it, it, between it, between Heritage and Calabasas for me. I'm gonna take Calabasas to win it all, but I don't be surprised if Heritage comes out as the winner. I'm gonna, but my pick is Calabasas. I think the okay. Chris Claiborne led Calabasas Coyotes get it done. Yeah, I got, I got Calabasas too. Yeah, um, I was hoping you'd, you'd stick with Heritage, just if you have like polar polar teams, just just for the fun of it. Yeah. But honestly, I think Calabasas and Norco are probably the two best teams in this division, and yeah. they're both in the same side. Right. That kind of hurts, and I mean, I, I think you can make an argument that that you know a healthy Upland or even Heritage is could. Beat Rancho. Um, sure. I think La Habra is, is going to be a tough out. Notre Dame Sherman La Habra could be a team that I could see the winner of that game going all the way and coming out. That's going to be bracket. a great game. Yeah, so a lot of intrigue here. Um, who do you have Calabasas beating on the other side of this bracket? I, I'm trying to figure out. I, I'm i kind of leaning a little bit. Um, on the Speaking of the top half, I'm kind of leaning a little bit. Westlake is going to be a tough out. I can tell you that. I feel like the winner of LaSalle Westlake is going to be my pick, Keith. Yeah, Westlake. That's not, I, I, that's not really, I can't pick that way, but I yeah. feel like whoever wins that game, I think will, will come out. I think probably Westlake. They have the seniors. You look at Heller, you look at Cam, you look at Gabe. They have senior leaders. They have experience. Um, they have good quarterback play. I, those three things really give yourself an advantage when you talk about playoff football. I'm going to go with Westlake to, Westlake to come out of the top half of that bracket, but I think Calabasas. Didn't they play earlier this year, Greg? 
Didn't Calabasas get them? Yeah, didn't Calabasas get them? Pretty sure they did. Yeah, they're in the same league, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, let me look that up. Yeah, I, I know that. I know. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure Calabasas handled them pretty. Calabasas pretty well. has only lost two games. Jay Sarah, Oaks Christian. So um, you know what? It was a close game actually. So Calabasas yeah. won twenty to fourteen. Was it? So yeah. that was a really again playing without Biggins and, and Satterman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can see Calabasas in in Westlake in the finals. Let's move along. We got Division One GB. We got Division One. We do so. Uh, Obviously, St. John Bosco, number one seed, number one seed overall, number one seed in the whole entire country. Division right now, one. The one. Centennial yes, is the number two seed. Modern Day is the three. Oaks Christian is the four. Most intriguing first round game. There's a couple for me, Keith, that are pretty intriguing. I think Pauly, Jay Sarah is kind of intriguing. Um, I think Bishop Vermont, Mission Viejo, though, for me, is probably going to be uh, the most competitive first round game. I think that's, uh, we already talked about it on the Wednesday show. Mission Viejo. Would have probably been the four seed over Oaks had they not lost to San Clemente and had not had they not had the forfeits. They get bumped all the way down to a lower seed. Yeah. They have to play Bitch Vermont. But that's that's a tough break for Vermont also because I think they would have probably matched up better with San Clemente. No offense to my, my, my guy, Jaime Ortiz, and the Fighting Tritons. I love San Clemente and all they stand for. One town, one team. But I, I think Mission Viejo on, on a, you know, any given Sunday or Friday night, I guess you could say, they're really good. I mean, getting knocked off um, Orange Lou, knocked off Upland by about 40, beat up Santa Margarita. That first-round game, Keith, Amon and Mission Viejo kind of jumped out for me. How about how about you? Any first-round games that kind of jump out for you? Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about it. I don't want to belabor the point, but that Amon-Mission Viejo game is going to be good. A senior-laden Bishop Amon team that have committed and invested four years into that program, those guys are going to be willing to die on that field Friday night versus Mission Viejo. A team with a new coach, with some transfers, um, an eligible player or whatever case may be. They had forfeit earlier in the season. They get upset by San Clemente for the league title. Mission Viejo was riding high, Greg, and things came kind of tumbling down a little bit for them. Bishop Amon is a hot team riding a lot of momentum with a bunch of seniors who are willing to die on the field. Do not be shocked and awed if Bishop Amon pulls this upset. Do not be shocked. That yeah, I don't is, think anyone, yeah, I don't think anyone, anybody would, would be shocked. Yeah. What about this as a potential second round game, Keith? Jay Sarah. And Oaks Christian. How do you like that one? I like it. I like it for for a couple of reasons. I think there's star power everywhere. Um, I'd love to see Kayvon chasing around Caden Bell. I'd love to see Chris Street running the peel right at Josh Calvert. Um, I'd like to see the matchup on the outside with uh, the young kid at J. Sarah, 44, uh, Zamaje Duncan versus Bryce Farrell. There's a lot of really good matchups in that game. And you talk about the coaching yeah. matchup. Pat Harlow, who's a physical former offensive line coach that loves to run the ball downhill with his four-star running back versus Charlie versus Charlie Collins, the first-year head coach at Oaks Christian, who's a methodical passing game guru with a physical back in the backfield. Can he exploit with balance, that J. Sarah defense that struggled against Modern Day not too long ago—that's a terrific matchup, Greg. In the second round, thanks for yeah, pointing I mean, that out. How about how about Zach Charbonnet 
going up the middle against Jaden Genova you know, and Victor Clinton. Genova sure, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Genova can absolutely get after it. Um, I, I don't think we're going out on a limb to say Bosco comes out the top half of that bracket. They got Sarah. You know, I would say they probably match up with San Clemente, and then probably I would say Jay Sarah Oaks winner. But I, I, Bosco Oaks would be fun again because of star power. You're seeing, you know, Kayvon going against probably Drake Metcalf. Yeah. Um, a really good left tackle. And then you got, uh, you know, those physical front seven, or that front seven for Bosco trying to stop Zach. That'd be a fun one, but I think we both got Bosco coming out on the top. But the bottom half has some intrigue. Uh, obviously, modern day, Valencia. Don't see modern day, you know, losing much sleep over that one. And then I, I think they probably beat Amont, Michigan Hill winner. And then Centennial right now, no one's playing better. They got Oz, Olu, who's beat up. Yeah. Winner that plays Vista, Murrieta, Ranch, Cucamonga. So I think Centennial and Day both have, I don't want to call it a cakewalk, but a, a pretty nice, easy ride to the semifinals. And then from there, that's always the game. Whoever, you know, whether Bosco Day, whoever loses that league and has to play Centennial. Yeah. I've seen Centennial quite a bit. I think that D-line is going to give Day O-line a lot of issues. Miles Morale out for the season. Yeah. Uh, broke the leg. Ty Marks has really stepped up and played well. He's moving from right tackle to left tackle. Um, George Maggie Hahn has played really well this season as a at, a at a leadership position like center. He's played a really done a really good job. Uh, at, you know they got they got good guys up front. Monterey is always difficult to game plan for, but I think Centennial has their best defense probably since the Vontez Burfick teams of, of long ago. Yeah, I was going to say in a decade, yeah, yeah, and and I think so. I think I think a lot of people are probably thinking Monterey Bosco. Um, but I would not at all be surprised if no. Centennial slips. Right? It's not even you can't even say it's a surprise because Centennial is just that good. Yeah, they're they're offensively they're scoring seventy a game. I get it. They're not playing anybody, but still they just look much more efficient. I saw them. You know, I think I think I talked about this on the show earlier, Keith. I was disappointed with the with the Centennial running game, and even teams that they were blown out, they were still only only averaging two three yards a carry. Now they're kind of running the football a little bit better. Yeah. Um, out wide, they got multiple, not just Gary Bryant, but multiple guys. Sure, um, that can beat you. Reds laugh. I like Reds laugh a lot. I like the young kids that are emerging. Alvarez, um, yeah, God, the other kid. Uh, it's eighty-eight. I want to say his name. I'm pulling a Keith and Conak, a guy's jersey number, but hey, they got man. four or five guys that can get open right now. Yeah, quarterbacks are playing well. Eight quarterback. Playing very, Freeland playing very well. Yeah. Uh, dangerous team, Keith, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt about it. You, you better mark it down. If Centennial and Modern Day meet, uh, that's an even matchup. The game could go either way. I guarantee you that right now. So, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, can you go, you gonna give me a winner out of this Division One group, GB? I mean, it, I'm gonna go with Bosco. I know it's not, not boring. I get that, but for me, um, I just don't see a lot of weaknesses in that Bosco team. I think they're really good and. They showed me in the modern day game that, you know what, the, the little hiccups earlier on in the year were because, you know, they're going a little bit vanilla. It didn't seem like they were super motivated. That modern day game was kind of what they had circled on their, on their calendar. Sure. And uh, you had the great point about modern day had IMG circled. Yeah. Bosco had modern day circled. No it question. was obvious in that game. So I think I would feel better, um, you know, about modern day or Centennial beating Bosco if I think modern day was healthy or I think if. You know, Centennial is not no offense to anybody on the offensive side of the ball. I love Centennial's defense. I think Centennial's defense can, can slow down Bosco the way Jay Sarah did. They're going to rush DJ, get him off his release point, make him uncomfortable. They'll they'll do that. But 
I just don't know if Centennial can score and, and run the ball like they want to against that Bosco front. Uh, therefore, I'm going to go with Bosco to come out of that uh, of that D1 and, and go ahead and probably play De La Salle for a state tri- championship. That's kind of how I see it. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm with you. Uh, Bosco, to me, they're the strongest team. Uh, you know, not a lot of weaknesses at all. They're a physical team. They're a fast team. They're an experienced team. They got the seniors this year. Uh, sleeper team. Sleeper team. Watch out for the Bishop of Mont Lancers. I'm just saying, you better watch out. Okay? I know those kids over in that area. I know that area personally. They have a lot of pride. They're going to play with a lot of heart. You better watch out in that first round, Diablos. They're coming for you. All right? That's going to bring this baby to a close, GB. It's the Friday matchup show. I appreciate you jumping on with me. We're breaking down the first round games. Looking forward to who's going to win these 13 divisions the CIF has broken these schools up into. We appreciate you guys joining us here on The Transparent Truth. Without further ado, let's bring this thing to a close. That's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.